It's week 11 in the Rams game. Now it's time to get started because it's time for Between the Horns. Hi, everyone. I'm Cameron Irwin, and I can't wait to get you introduced to the rest of our usual suspects. But first and foremost, I also have to tell you, we're going to go over a full injury report as well as get into some of the details facing off against the Saints as the Rams take them on on the road. So let's get started. We got to start with a guy that is now undefeated for two straight seasons uh, coaching youth football. That's Maurice Jones-Drew, former NFL running back. Uh, Maurice, you got to tell me a little bit about this because it was in the rundown for me, but I need to know exactly what what is this craziness, mean? man. Back to back champions. You know, it's hard to go. I always tell people it's hard to go undefeated. It's hard to go undefeated and win a championship. It's even harder to do it twice. But we oh. just wake up. We just wake up and, you know, this is what we do. You know, we yeah, come out there and we compete. We play hard. That's all it is. And, uh, you know, a lot of people now in the youth football world are kind of kind of saying, like, look, Bill Belichick may be the MJD of uh, the NFL. (laughs) So we'll see how it goes. Or maybe Sean McVay. I don't know how which one they're saying now. It's crazy. Okay, well, we'll be sure to check uh, all the uh, boards and see exactly what they're calling you. But somebody else we need to call upon is none other than Super Bowl champion DeMarco Farr. DeMarco, I got to ask, was it pancakes this morning? Uh, it was uh, pigs and blankets. Yeah, pigs and blankets today. Yeah. All right, Primo. you're level one up. Yeah, but how do I follow Maurice, though? Yeah, the Belichick of, of Pop Warner football. Come on now. What are you talking about? No, he, he, is, he, is, he is me. He is me. That's the difference. Boom. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, and then, yeah, of course, on – on to uh, Erica Tamposi, also, a.k.a. Ricky Hollywood. You can, of course, catch her show, The Ricky Ram Jam, on all of Ram's networks. Ricky, what is going on this morning? How good are you feeling right now? Hey, hey, I'm feeling awesome. We got a little bit more feminine energy this morning. You know, of course, Miss JB, but it's it's kind of nice. I feel like we kind of have the upper hand this morning. I don't know. I think that we are maybe like the Belichicks of Between the Horns. Is that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. I, well, that's I, I'll take it, Erica. Um, I will take it. Yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as much as good energy as we've got going, uh, we got to get a little real here in terms of where our Rams are at, because unfortunately, we do have a few more injuries to the list. So let's go through that real quick. I mean, one of the big pieces uh, we saw at the beginning of the fourth quarter, um, our Super Bowl MVP going down. He has gone undergone surgery, uh, placed on IR, will be back potentially in four or so games. Of course, I'm talking about Cooper Cup with a high ankle sprain. We also have to mention um, Alaric Jackson also out. I know he didn't play this last game, but also um, dealing with some blood clots. So he is also out for the season now on blood thinners. Um, We'll get to an update on uh, Matthew Stafford, of course, QB1, uh, as we get into the rest of our show. But uh, Maurice, I'm going to start off with you coming off uh, the loss to the Cardinals. One of the bright spots, I feel like, is right at the end of the game, we saw Kyron Williams. I would love to talk some run game with you um, and maybe some expectations now facing off against the Saints. It's going to be tough to run against the Saints, uh, no matter who's back there, just because you're playing with uh, now what is your third left tackle? Mm-hmm. Um, your third left guard, possibly you get David Edwards back. Uh, Brian Allen coming back to his second or third game of playing, still getting his feet underneath him. Uh, what is this, your third right guard, maybe? And then obviously you're starting right tackle. So you're, you're playing with the third tier guys. It's always going to be tough. It's always going to be tough. And I, I think Kyra Williams uh, uh, gives you very – he has very similar traits and attributes as Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, a guy that can run in between the tackles, run outside, catch the ball – out of the backfield. They can do a lot of things. Ronnie Rivers has some of those attributes as well, those skill sets. Uh, it's going to be how do you utilize them, though, and, and get those guys going, right? Um, it can't just be turn around 
and hand the football off and try to run dive uh, or try to run through the middle of the defense. We saw that didn't work with the Cardinals, and the Cardinals defense isn't as stout as the Saints defense up front. So um, I think you're going to have to try to find ways to get these guys the ball in space, maybe some swing routes. We saw uh, John Wolford throw the check down to – was it was Daryl Henderson on, on the left side when he went through his full progression, got the ball out to him in space. You got to see more of those type of plays uh, for these guys to kind of showcase their abilities because it's going to be some. It's not going to be a lot of room there running between the tackles or running outside zone. Yeah, no, I hear you. And you know, it's interesting listening to Sean this week, Coach Sean McVay. One of the things he talked about was trying to build a plan for this week against the Saints, and I, I like this equation. He said, "In order to build the plan, we have to address." Who do we have, number one? So I'm going to come to you, DeMarco, on this. Who do we have? What do they do well? And then how do we make sure the plan is in alignment with that? So taking in, into account facing off against the Saints, I'll ask you those questions. Who do we have? What do they do well? And how can we formulate a plan that's in alignment to face off against the Saints? Well, the first, uh, who do we have? I don't know. You have to find out on game day. I mean, that's, what are we in week 10, 11? What are we? 11. Uh, week 11. Uh, it's just, I mean, that's, that's you know, it's a sign of, you know, a, a bad time when the head coach has to figure out who you have on game day in week 11. So, yeah, it's tough. Um, so once you figure out who you have, you have to figure out what you can do. So, uh, and I think you're still learning that on Sundays. That's part of the problem of being a struggling football team, especially struggling on offense on the offensive line. Uh, you don't know who these guys are really or what they can do or what they know. So uh, each play is going to be an adventure. But I'm with Maurice. Uh, the Saints' defense is one of my favorites to watch because they remind me more of my team back in the 90s. So uh, Cam Jordan is a problem. Uh, no one in the NFL can block him for more than six seconds, even Pro Bowlers, or more than four seconds. Uh, he is just uh, – he, he's consummate pressure. And um, – uh, I love Demario Davis. He's a pro's pro. So uh, they are pretty stout on defense. So regardless of who you play, um, and you have to go there to play, it's going to be tough to run the football. So, But you got to get creative. Uh, I like what the Rams did running the football with Bryce Perkins. Uh, you got to do more of that. But you got to find ways to keep the defense off balance. If not, they're going to pin their ears back and come after whatever quarterback you line up. So, uh, depending on who you have on the offensive line and what they can do is going to really tailor your game plan. Well, speaking of the offensive line, also important to note, David Edwards now back off IR, so maybe potentially we see him back on the line. But also, you know, we talked about run game, but the big question heading in against the Saints is now that Cooper Cup is out, how do we fill the void, right? That's 35% of the offense in terms of total scrimmage yards coming from one individual. We saw Van Jeff with his first touchdown in regular season play. Is it Higby? Is it going to be Skoranek? I mean, where are we going to go in terms of offense, uh, in your opinion, Erica? Where might we see a positive or a bright spot um, from that position? Yeah, I mean, you just said it. Van Jefferson got in the end zone. He's getting his legs back under him. It's his third game back. I think he's going to have to really, really step up in terms of that. Also, which which I saw on the first the Cardinals, the first time – um, I think it may have even been that first drive. They switched and put Allen Robinson on the other side. So he was the first look in the progression instead of the last. And so he got he got the ball out. And maybe they need to do a little bit more tweaking like that to get these Allen Robinsons and the Van Jeffersons. And then you have Skoranek and Powell as these back punches as well, plus our pass-catching running backs. But I think that it's – you know, McVay is really going to have to get even more crafty than than the normal just hit cup and and run. 
Now, in terms of having some fun, too, if we're, if we're looking for a few bright spots offensively, I don't know if you guys caught it, but obviously Van Jefferson out there catching his first touchdown of the season. On the opposing sideline was his dad, Sean Jefferson, right? And I'm, I'm starting to see some smiles. There was a really neat moment after the game where you actually saw Van give his touchdown ball to his dad. Now, what's more important, and I think it speaks to who John Wolford is. I know we potentially will not see him as he's also currently um, dealing with some injuries, but... That was the first touchdown in his NFL career for John Wolford, especially in obviously a regular season game. And I love this. If you saw it, Van Jefferson talked about it. He goes, yeah, I tried to give the ball to John considering it was his first touchdown. And John refused to take the ball and said, no, you need to give this ball to your dad. And so, DeMarco, I see you smiling first and foremost. I mean, can you speak to how this team is still coming together in moments like that? They're still representing one another as great teammates in a lot of adversity right now. Well, you've got three wins. Um, we know what it is. But, look, you, you're still part of a football team, and you're still part of a brotherhood. And, you know, there's still a lot left to do. Um, you still have games to play. This is the fun part. Uh, you get paid to practice in the NFL. The games are fun. So there's still some fun to be had. Uh, so good for John Wolford. Um, I'm not sure if that's the right move, but it is the right move. Hand this football to your dad. You're finally back in the end zone. That's awesome. But at some point, maybe not now, Maybe five years from now, ten years from now, he's going to wish he had that football. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, good for John Wolford. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, good for Van Jefferson. But to your point, how do you replace Cooper Cup? There is no replacing Cooper Cup. You're going to have to yeah. change your own offense. No, that's a, that's a great point. So now, of course, as we continue on to the defensive side of the ball, I know you guys have talked about the Saints defense, but let's talk a little Rams defense because fourth currently in the NFL in run defense, uh, that's going to be needed when you have guys like uh, Taysom Hill on the other side and Kamara. I mean, what's the equ- equation for success, MJD, in trying to kind of slow these guys down? Well, the biggest thing is going to be, it's not going to be really running the football. They're going to try to attack Bobby Wagner the same way the Niners did with Christian McCaffrey, right? Getting Alvin Kamara in space on, on the linebackers. And so if you're, if you're the Rams, your defense, your defensive line, your linebackers have to stop the run first and foremost. And you got to make sure you do that in your sound and your gap fits and all those different things. But it's going to be the check down to Andy Dalton. That's what he is. Andy Dalton, the reason that, uh, his name, Coach Allen. Uh, what's his Dennis name? Allen. Yeah, Dennis I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, he comes with the Raiders, so I always try to remove that those six months <laughs> out of my life. But um, <clears throat> the, Dennis Allen loves him because he he takes the check down and he plays very conservative football. Now, every now and then he'll try to get greedy and take some shots. But if you can cover Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, it forces them to do something they don't want to do. And that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers did. They, they didn't allow him to get to the check down. They didn't allow him – to, to make to get there. And so if you can do that by getting pressure on or by covering Alvin Kamara up in the passing game and force them to try to run the ball into a loaded box or an eight-man box or to a box that's fit the right way, uh, they're going to have tough sledding. And so I think we're going to be in for another one of those days where the defense is going to be on the field a lot. And they have to understand that. And they have to find a way to try to get a turnover or score on defense. Um, I think Andy Dalton will give you some opportunities but, uh, again, it's not going to necessarily be the running game that gets the Rams. It's going to be Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. Okay, I got you there. Uh, now a big bonus for the Los Angeles Rams is the potential return of Matthew Stafford. And, Eric, I'll come to you on this regard. Uh, he was a full, full participant as of yesterday in practice. What could that mean in terms of some continuity on the side of the offense for the Los Angeles Rams? 
Yeah, I th- I mean it it is a complete mood booster for this team. When you found out on Sunday that that he wasn't going to be there, I mean it is it's tough for for the for the fans, you know? And this team, I think having Matthew Stafford behind center who you know has dealt with the 10 offensive line changes in the 10 games, 9 of them, at least we know that he Wolford was I'm trying to say this like where he always was very kind of squirrely in the back of the pocket. And I think that he would, he looked a little nervous back there, which I think that's always how he moves. And he's always sort of shifty when he's back there. But when you have someone like Matthew Stafford that can just stand up in the pocket and can get these, these long bomb throws out when they needed to be made, I think that's a real, you know, jump to the offense. Erica, let me put you out there and and let me let you look at J.J. Watt and see if you're not squirrely. Yeah, no, of course, of course. But you look back to all of Wolford's. He's he's just more of a he's like a mover and shaker. And I love that. I think I think that's great. I mean, it's he's athletic. He's always ready to run. Um, but I think it's it's a different it's a totally different look than than what you're getting with Stafford. Yeah, JJ Watt tends to make people squirrely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Especially you ever, you ever <laughs> seen like field level or like next to JJ or anywhere oh. near him? Because Eric, I'm going to tell you, that is an imposing man. Very yeah, imposing. Uh, he's okay. Let's, let's oh, not give him too much. Let's not do too much. Let's not. All right, Belichick, much. calm down over there. Calm down. I'm just saying, we got after him in Jacksonville. He's all right. Oh, you stop. Okay. All right. Well, hey, guys, I want to go over a few more themes as uh, something I've noticed in this past week as the Rams are kind of in a different position, obviously, than they were last year. Um, More adversity than they've probably ever faced under the Sean McVay era. And a couple themes came to mind. And I'll I'll just name these words for you. One is development. Two is execution. Three is continuity. And then finally, uh, the word fight has come up a lot this week, whether it was from Van Jefferson or Bobby Wagner. And one of the main quotes that I've really enjoyed actually came from Bobby Wagner. He said, you can choose to fight. And that's what we're choosing to do. So I have to ask both MJD and DeMarco, whoever wants to, to grab this one. But in terms of having to face adversity, I mean, where do you even begin? I mean, the choice to fight, what does that look like? Well, Bobby's right. I mean, you have a choice. And the eval period has begun. Maurice, you know what I mean. I mean, for 2023. So especially on defense, um, guys tend to turn into mercenaries. It's all about sacks, picks, and tackles for loss because that's currency, right? Uh, you got to get your numbers up. Uh, so it's up to Sean McVay and the defensive captains to keep guys going in the same direction. We're all one team here. It's not about chasing the bag. It's about chasing wins. Uh, but as the losses keep mounting up or as you keep seeing your offense struggle, your tendency is to move towards this is my business. This is what I need to do. I need to make plays here. Troy Hill needs to make plays. Ashawn Robinson needs to make plays. Greg Gaines need to make, needs to make plays. Nick, uh, Nick Scott, Taylor Rapp needs to make plays because they're coming up on free agency. So yeah. you have to do that. You have to keep guys hungry, but you have to keep guys – grounded as a team as well. So but doesn't that help the team, DeMarco? Well, what I, mean, that... I no? mean, you don't want to sacrifice, you know, the team for trying to make a play and missing. You know, you, you have to keep everybody together. So that's what Bobby means by you can choose to fight or you can choose to go out for yourself. So I'm glad that Bobby said that. It keeps guys in check, especially on that side of the football. No, you're exactly right. And I, I think a lot of it comes down to – you know, the we, not me. We, we talked about a little bit before the game how this 
this culture hasn't really been tested. And this is the first time that you're actually seeing the Rams get tested, right? Where you're losing close games and it's not because of the defense. It's because the offense isn't there, right? And who I want to say, was which was it where the defense wasn't the best? And it kind of was like, ah, oh, we'll just outscore everybody. 19. 19. Well, now it's the other way around, right? Sean, this is your team. You're an offensive guy. And how can you keep this team together with your offense not scoring points, not getting first downs, having multiple three and outs more now than they did all of last year? And so it comes down to this. And I think the word fight is, is perfect for it because on the offensive side, you're going to fight in order to – try to get yards and be better and fight and do your assignment better and all those things. And DeMarco's right. Defensively, you're fighting against being a me guy, right? We not me. It's it's hard. It's easy. And I, and I say this DeMarco with the most respect to defense, it's easy to be a me guy on defense because you just got to do your job, right? Like if they throw the ball to me, I'm going to jump it. Even though I'm not supposed to, I may have, if I'm Jalen Ramsey or if I'm Troy Hill, for example, and they throw a hitch and I have deep third, I may jump the hitch thinking, hey, I'm going to get it, but then what if I give the corner, what if he pump fakes and I give the corner up for a big touchdown, right? Or what if I'm A'shaun Robinson, I go to pass rush move and it's run block and I create a big gap. Now my linebacker gets hit and now it's a big run up the middle. So all the fighting is, it's, it's not fighting to fight someone or fight physically, it's to fight mentally the thought of, I got to take care of me first, right? And so the we not me culture is now being tested and I love that because I want to see if it's real. Because before, it's easy to say when you're winning games and, hey, we not me, and this is awesome. Now we're going to figure out if you truly believe that or not. And 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 this is what happens at the, throughout this season is going to either propel you or sink you for next season. I think that is what you're fighting you're fighting against, right, is the, the selfishness of or, or human preservation, right? Like, I got to do what's best for me and my family now. And you, if you do that, and sacks and picks and tackles for loss may look good, but on tape, you're not going to look the same. Well, and to that point, because you, you talk about the we, not me, but there is that element of of right now, there's a lot of focus on development, right? That, that's been a, a key word, another theme for this week and potentially seeing some new opportunities for guys to to have what I think Sean called it, enjoying the development phase, right? So you're getting opportunities and, and trying to keep them lifted in those moments in some really tough situations, right? And DeMarco, you're giving me the ooh right now, but that it's it's a true yeah. challenge, right? To, to find the enjoyment in hard moments, and also still looking to the future for this Los Angeles Rams team. Well, I was going to say, this is going to be fun, right, for development. Okay, let's go to Jalen Ramsey and say, we're going to take you out for 12 plays and let the young guy play for development. Who's going to tell him that? That ain't <laughs> <Right>. happening. <laughs> right. Good luck. Have no. fun with that, right? Yeah. Uh, go to Aaron Donald and say, you know, we're going to sacrifice about 20% of your plays today to let Bobby Brown play. Yeah, good luck with that. You know what I mean? So, but that's the the part of development. You have to get young guys ready to play for next season. But you've got some top line, front line guys that love to play this game. So, coaching this week from here on out is going to be an adventure. Well, and to your point, I think Aaron Donald has played more than or more snaps than I think in the last however many seasons since 2018. It's the most it's most snaps he's played. So to your point, and Erica, I'll come to you now because I, I, you know, I think so much of this is about the mentality, right? The the mental approach at this point in the in the game in the season for these Los Angeles Rams. So in terms of trying to build that energy and find a little extra something, if if you're one of those guys, what are you telling yourself, and who are you looking to maybe as some of the leaders on this? team that you've seen uh through through you know your experiences with with this team yeah i mean i think 
I think it's definitely, you know, there, there are so many leaders on this team already. And I think it's easy to say, oh yeah, you get behind the PR camera and you have to say, oh, we, not me. And, you know, we're going to just keep fighting forward and moving forward. You hear those sort of stereotypical answers behind the camera, but also these guys are saying that on the practice field, they're saying that when they're not mic'd up, they're saying that as one, which to me, I thought that maybe there'd be more frustrations behind the scenes, which of course happen, but this whole mentality of, okay, you guys, we're three and six. We're not three and eight. We're not, you know, there's eight more games of the season left. Like we have to stay together as one team. And so I think it's really cool to see a lot of our rookies emerging and just sort of following the way Kyron Williams talked with JB this past week and was like, I just want to talk football like coach or like Cooper cup or Stafford. It's a different language than what they're doing. And there is this, this absolute want and need to get better for the other men on this team. And I think it's totally inspiring. Well, you talk about getting better, and a lot of times when a team gets to a position like this, we talk about development, but also it's about getting 10% better each week, right? It's not these massive changes. Maybe that's the first step, right, when you start to face some adversity. Maybe it's a maybe it's a system that we need to address, but then becomes we make the changes, maybe that's not it. And that was all about last week, right? The, the big word was change. You're going to see some changes. And I feel like this week it's development and getting 10% better. And I see MJD, what do you got? You just raised your hand, but well, I feel I like that's say, the phrase we're in. Yeah, well, this is this is the fun part of being a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Of Part of coaching is it's easy when you have all the players and you can just design a play and it works, right? And that's that's the easy part of coaching. Yeah, we take credit for it. And I say we because, you know, we just talked about the beginning of the show, you know, <laughs> the, the, the back-to-back championship. But the, yeah. the best part about it is when everyone's out. Right. And now you have to actually scheme to a certain player that you weren't used to. You didn't have to do. Right. So what does Allen Robinson do? Well, how is this offense going to look with him being the lead guy or Van Jefferson being the lead guy? Right. Or are we going to now move Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson to play the slot? Or maybe Tyler Higby's a lead guy in this situation. How do we now switch this offense up to look to kind of feature what they do best? And then from there, how do we develop these other guys coming up? How do we get them better, right? That's where coaching becomes fun because now it's a true challenge. It's not we just drafted some really good players. We're scheming some guys up. It's pretty – and I'm not saying that that's – I'm not saying that that's not hard. That is hard to scheme up and win the National Football League. But it's easier when you have guys like Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. and you're healthy and the line's great and you have Andrew Whitworth, you got time. and But now all of a sudden it's like, hey, and – I've always said this, and, I, and I, I truly believe it. Everyone's tested when adversity hits. Not just the players, not just the coaches. The equipment staff is tested, right? Because now you got to do a little bit more. The the medical staff is tested. The cooks are tested. Everyone is tested in that building to be the, the janitor. Everyone is tested in that building to be the best that they can be. Because, again, the whole point is how can we get our players and put them in the best situation to be successful come Sunday on that field? Well, and I'm glad that you bring up the coaching aspect and the, the challenges that they now face. And the good news, if you're a Rams fan, is that we have a history of, of developing guys, right, in those middle to later rounds and, and, and being successful for this team and coming up in big-time spots. And right now they're going to get even more opportunities to get out there uh, and show their stuff. Uh, but before we close out between the horns, I feel like we got to have a little bit of fun. Um, so, Erica, I hear that you have never been to New Orleans. Is that true? 
Have never been. I know. I know. It's wild. Yeah, wow. never been. Ricky Hollywood has never been to New Orleans. What kind I of know. stuff is this? Hurricane. I know. Her hurricane. Remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, trust me. I've like recreated the cocktails. I've yeah, recreated no. the food. Yeah, yeah. Hurricane. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oyster. So, Erica, I'll, I'll have to ask. Oysters. I mean, what's one experience you want to have in New Orleans if you got a chance to go? If I got a chance to go, is it the food? Is it the music? Is it no? It's the cocktails. It's the drinking <laughs> culture. It's Mardi Gras. Hello, I am not going to go for any type of football. I am going for a weekend without any distractions, and I'm giving my all to Bourbon Street. <laughs> and you will. <laughs> and you will. <laughs> the only thing I will tell you. Bourbon Street is undefeated. Bourbon Street is it's undefeated, and it is not the the cleanest place on the planet. <laughs> That's why yeah. I, you got to be in a certain you know mindset. You yeah. know, we not me, and you got to just you got to just hit Bourbon Street with that mindset. Uh, Super Bowl okay. championships have died there. Trust yes. me. <laughs> yes. All right. And then for uh, MJD and DeMarco, I just have to ask, is there still any uh, juice back from that uh, 2019 matchup with the Saints? You think that still has anything uh, filtering into this? And MJD, your eyebrows just raised. There's not enough alcohol in the world to make those fans in in New Orleans forget about what happened. (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah, it's still there. Which one are you talking about? The PI call? (laughs) You know how many people hit me up on Twitter about can't wait to see you and all this and that because you know i was talking trash so yeah. you know, i gotta i gotta just take it on the chin on the way back man because it you know this is how it is you gotta go yeah, back all, I, gotta all I know is that ended up as a w me. in our win column no doubt <laughs> <laughs> a big old w all right well hey thanks so much for joining us everyone for between the horns of course presented by your southern california toyota dealer we're so grateful uh that you've been a part of this we've had fun with you and of course we got to get a big go rams uh heading into this week week 11 versus the new orleans saints